1: Welcome in. It's the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast, the debut edition of it for 2022 2023. Dave Heckert is back with me. Uh, I'm Dustin Hawkinsmith. Very first episode. I know, Dave, we talked about this um, at Carlisle on Saturday, and um, th- there have been some people along the way who have ex- expressed some disappointment not to hear from you and I. And it's such a refreshing change because here at home, I just get accused of, of uh, you know, hearing too much for me. So it's been a really nice thing for people to have missed this podcast. But obviously, you know, it's a little different situation for you and I this year. You are back in the coaching game at Mechanicsburg, and, uh, and that's kind of thrown some things into chaos. But I think we've got ourselves a schedule here, and I think we've got ourselves a winning formula to keep doing these going forward.
0: We're not slacking. I I, I want to make that clear. <laughs>
1: yeah. Rest assured. Rest <laughs> sure. assured.
0: Sure. Um, but no, it, it is good to be back. I you know, at the tournament this weekend and, and just talking to people around, you're right. The amount of questions we get, hey, are, are you guys still gonna do that podcast? And uh, you know, wrestling fans love the wrestling. And uh, you know, I, I know you've been busy and, and things happen and my schedule's a little crazy this year, but I I think I think we're gonna do our best here to uh to to give our listeners what they what they want to hear and um, a little insight on on district three wrestling so well
1: just, I, I just want to hear about it. so you um i've taken over at mechanicsburg and it's an interesting position you know you spent 17 years at Cameron valley your alma mater your last season there uh you got a state champion which was number what like four i think uh during your time there and so now you're in a, in a situation where you're kind of in building mode and you're kind of going back to some fundamentals and you're kind of you know trying to build some culture and build some energy and things like that and i think you know uh you had three guys wrestling for third place at the carlisle classic and all three of those guys win and i think you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think you're finding a little bit more joy in the little victories along the way now and i'm sure that's giving you a little different energy for coaching
0: So it's just crazy to me how, you know, where life takes you sometimes, you know, I mean, at the end of the whole Cumberland Valley stint, um, you know, and a lot of that was due to, due to family issues, you know, obviously my, my, my father was sick and, um, the timing fell right. And, you know, I was going to sail off into the sunset and if anybody would have told me, Hey, you know what, in two years from now, you're going to be the head coach of mechanics for high school. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I would have lost my house, but, uh, but you know, (laughs) here, here, here we, here we are, um. And, and again, I, I, you know, I don't want this to make the podcast here about me, but, um, you know, it definitely comes with, with different challenges. I, I, I'm enjoying the role. I I think, um, you know, to rebuild a wrestling program. And I was talking to a friend of mine at, at the the Carlisle tournament, um, you know, in, in reality, when, when you, when you, when you take a step back and you look at a program in the big picture and you're starting with a program that, you know, um, you know, needs some, needs some rebuilding, um, you're, you're looking at that five to eight year range, you know, right, right out the gate. So, um, you know, expectation wise, um, and and that's easier said than done. Like I'm a competitor as is everybody, you know, as a coach, right. So, you you know, you, you do want to win. Um, and there's definitely more, more joy in winning than losing. Um, but you also have to take a step back and, and be realistic with your expectations and, uh, I think you know this year with with the staff I have and and what our goals are um you know it's culture first right like so you know you have to build that kind of, that foundation where you know hey hey guys are showing up every day for practice there's no nobody trying to skip out um you know the efforts there every day guys are working hard A- attitudes are good you know things outside of you know the the wrestling room are good there's no behavior issues there's no you know grade grade issues you know and and those things um, matter more than anything, not because I want to sound good and because they matter, but again, you know, winning and losing in in athletics is just a, to me, it's a direct reflection of a lot of the things you do outside of your sport, you know, and and how you live your life there. So, um, you know, first and foremost, we wanted to, to build that culture and, um you know i'm 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 extremely proud of of our our guys and they have bought in and i mean they have worked their tails off they, they they do all the running all the lifting all the wrestling and uh you know morning workouts and and this is something that you know most of them aren't used to and uh you know to buy in and accept that role is um does give me a sense of it feels good you know to see that and um you know, it gets me excited. And uh, again, I'm realistic and and know what lies ahead. But uh, I think that this will be a group that hopefully we can see from day one till the end of the year will improve and, um, you know, try to build it brick by brick a little bit and uh, see where that see where the season takes us. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully have a good little season and a rebuilding season that's positive and, you know, add on from there and, and stay after it.
1: One step at a time. And it's, it's, you know, we talked about this before, you know, your division, the Keystone, you know, has a few of you guys who are trying to do the same thing at slightly different stages. So John Regatz takes over at Palmyra and there's some good energy there. Um, they've got a lot of ambition for what they're trying to do. David Wiesner at Lower Dolphin is a couple of years in now, but that you're starting to really see some progress in the dual lineup that they're putting together. You're going to see those guys in your gym this week. Um, Northern keeps doing their thing. Redland kind of keeps doing their thing. Carlisle is pretty well established as, as as being a really good team under Joe Wilson and Brandon Booker is in year two at Hershey. And, you know, he was faced with a similar cultural situation, similar coaching situation in terms of, you know, spending so much time at central dolphin and, and taking that ride and feeling what, you know, PWA team championships are like, and individual you're, you're winning individual state titles, and then you're going kind of back to a place where uh, you're getting to the fundamentals, and you're and you and you're getting to culture and and all that. And I I like what he's doing there too, and I think he's starting to reap some rewards for um kind of getting it getting after it last year and doing all those things. So I I like what the Keystone Division is doing, and definitely in the early stages of, of swinging back up. So, um,
0: yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, I, I would agree with you. I, one thing that's neat is, you know, for wrestling, you know, you look at the Keystone division, you know, three, four, five years ago, and you know it was it wasn't in a great place. I mean, a lot of the teams were, you know forfeiting a lot of matches and and but I'll, I'll say this, if you take a look at that division right now, every program's improving. And, and I think that's great for, for district three wrestling, you know, and uh, you know, nowhere near the Commonwealth, you know, obviously like that, that's just that division there is, is, is super stout and a lot of tough teams, but you know, everybody's improving. And I think uh, as a, as a wrestling fan and, and a, uh, you know, competitor coach, that's what you want. So uh, that's good to see.
1: And I just don't know. There's just not a lot of gimmies, I think. Like, especially, you know, going to somebody's home gym. C.D. East is another one. Bill Prince has done some good things with what he's got there. Um, So looking at the Carlisle Classic, I do want to get into what we saw um, over the weekend. Uh, I would say two of the grittier teams that we've got in the area. Now, Gettysburg being in the mid-pen really went back and forth all through the championship final rounds for the team title there. Gettysburg ends up holding off West Perry 224 to 222 and a half and came down to to the end there. But both those teams are a really, really good and competed really, really hard um, in in those finals. I know you didn't get a chance to watch everything, but um, I came away. Not that you're stunned because Gettysburg won a District 3 title last year the team title last year they've won two out of the past three west perry had a remarkable run that took them all the way to hershey but they were one of the eight the final eight teams wrestling in hershey so not a, not a big surprise but it was pretty cool watching them go back and forth
0: i think you and i were sitting together down at that one end talking and at the end of the the, the final round and there was a, a 189 pound consolation match it might have been for fifth and sixth and there was a kid from West Perry and Redland wrestling, and the Gettysburg coaches and the wrestlers were cheering on the kid from Redland, you know. And and that's, that is fun in tournaments when when the team race is close because then everybody, I mean, everybody wants you, you know. It's an individual tournament, but if your team's in the hunt, you you want to get that, you know. And uh, just yeah. a little added extra cherry on top. And uh, and you saw like the Gettysburg kids and coaches like cheering on the kids from Redland, and I mean, it, it was neat. It was it was good competition, but I, I can't agree more. Redland or. I'm sorry, uh, Gettysburg and and West Perry, um, really uh, were were a cut above the rest there in, in that tournament and uh, and and looked tough and, and wrestled hard. I, I was impressed with uh, you know West Perry's guys in through the middle there and um, you know Gettysburg just has that 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 culture thing where, I mean, they are going to wrestle hard every second of every minute of that six minutes. And uh, if you're not prepared to go six minutes with Gettysburg, um, you know, you're, you're going to get beat. So, um, you know, it was neat seeing both those teams there at the tournament and, uh, and competed at a high level. So. I
1: want to get into some of the individual matchups that, you know, we can't cover all of them, but there were a few that really um, jumped out. One was um, major Lewis from Trinity, Mason McClendon, Fusquene, the guys who have been around for a long, long time. Um, I was talking, I talked to Mason McClendon about who won three-nothing um in overtime. Uh, and he said, We are basically the same guy, similar frame. They're both they're both seniors at 114 pounds. Mason McClendon has been to the state tournament three times. He's lost in the blood round twice. Major Lewis really broke through last year at 106 pounds and got a state medal. He plays seventh. Uh, but this is one that um should kind of play out similarly like overtime is a distinct possibility and probably low scoring and there's a decent chance that one of them is going to score on top but you're you're probably going to see this at the district maybe the regional level maybe at the state level the way that the state bracket goes down like if you um you know you start on the opposite side of the bracket of the same guy from your region and the blood round a lot of times comes down to you versus a guy in your region. So there's, there's a good chance we see this multiple more times along the way. And I think, you know, it was one of the better matchups of the finals.
0: Yeah, it was definitely entertaining. I mean, they are really the same, same type of wrestler, same body type, you know, one has a green and white on, and the other one has, you know, orange and white. And, uh, you both, uh, you know, any coach there would take on their team. Um, it, it was a good bout though. And I expect to see that matchup again, obviously in the future, um, throughout the individual tournament. Um, I mean, both guys really comfortable from from wrestling. Um, you know, I, I guess saying like you know scrambling situations and you know countering you know, different offenses and 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 just you know really really tough from there. And uh, they both kind of wrestled the same way, so that's that's going to be a match you know wrestling fans are going to see again. And uh, you know, kudos to both of them. I, I thought it was a, a well wrestled match, and obviously the kind of the highlight for the finals too. So. Um, but, but a good bout nonetheless
1: happened early. Will Dieter from, from Trinity, really good tournament, 107 pounds. He won four, nothing in the finals to win that weight class. Um, another, another one that I thought was big was Tyler Morrison, the sophomore from West Perry, who, you know, there, there's that group of sophomores, um, that a lot, they got a lot of experience last year and they were counted on last year and they were, they were everywhere, you know, high leverage district team matches uh obviously individual postseason they were wrestling tough teams tough schools uh at the piwa team championships and tyler morrison i think you know this is about as close as he's gotten to maybe a signature victory uh n- now in year two um beat gabe Pekaitis, who who's a really really solid wrestler from gettysburg in the 139 pound finals he beat him 5-2 there was a, a you know right off the bat early in that match uh Tyler Morrison went for a takedown and they both kind of were going for a takedown at the same time. And Morrison kind of lost that, you know, clash and gave up two pretty early, but battled back. He is so long, Dave. He uh, he's six feet tall now at 139 pounds and he is like everywhere at the same time. And it made a difference in this match.
0: I mean, I think he was five, nine last year. He was, you know, yeah. he grew, <laughs> you know, whatever they're, whatever they're drinking up in West Perry or eating up in West Perry, uh, Perry County there. Um, no, I, I was, I mean, for me, the two most impressive people in that tournament were, uh, were Morrison, Tyler Morrison and, and Nolan Ziegler, um, you know, for, for West Perry. Um, so, you know, I, I see different guys and, 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 you know, in that tournament. And I feel like these two are, are, are contenders and and I, and I mean when i say that i mean high placers at the state tournament um i know both those guys put in a lot of work in the off season and uh it really showed but i i was i was equally as impressed with nolan Ziegler. i mean you know um in the finals um you know doing what he did and and in a, in a convincing manner um just just 7-1 seven, 7-1
1: seven, seven, yeah. he won he was he was going for a major late um and and couldn't couldn't quite quite get the two, but was obviously in control of that match um the whole way through. He he looks like he's found a new level of let's say wrestling maturity and 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 presence and IQ and positioning. Like that seems like the breakthrough for him. Like he you know he's gotten a little bit bigger at 152 pounds, but I think that his experience is really apparent now, more apparent than ever.
0: Yeah, I I, I would agree. Watching him in the finals, um, it was impressive. Like it, it's it's early in the season, and his ability to to really push the pace and and keep score late in the match. Um, I mean, that's what you want your wrestlers to do. I mean, so you know, for the young wrestlers that watched him, and and that's that's what you want to do, and that's that's how you attack. And I was I was really impressed with uh, with those two in particular.
1: Uh, one other guy who I know you know well, and I think his name just kind of is worth bringing up because you talk about young guys with the potential to compete for a district title with the potential to maybe not only get to the state tournament, but maybe even win a medal. Hayden Andrews from Bermudian Springs. Uh, he's a freshman. He um, beat Charlie Bunting, who I think placed fourth at the, at the AAA state tournament last year. he's from Nazareth beat him once he lost to him uh, the second time in an ultimate tiebreaker. Um, he's 12 and two. Now he won the Carlisle tournament really with, um three bonus point wins two pins and attack and uh I think a lot of people thought that him and Blaine Pokowski from West Perry would or should meet in the finals they wrestled in the semis and Hayden Andrews beat him three two but this kid's the real deal
0: so I had the opportunity and I and, and again opportunity I say but to work with him last year a little bit on when I was off coaching and uh I mean you want to talk about a kid that is just completely focused and I mean, when he comes into the wrestling room, it's I mean, he's working to get better um, from the time he steps in that room to, to the time he leaves. I mean, he's focused. He asks questions, um, you know, and uh, just a, just a, in general, just a great kid. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, has had a lot of, um, of skill, you know, previous to this this year and and has has been on the scene, um, you know, he won, I think finished third or fourth in PJW's last year. And uh, I mean, I was, I was really impressed with him and, um, you know, I, I I feel like for him as a freshman, even, you know, coming into the scene and competing at the kickoff classic and tangling with, you know, Charlie Bunting, who is, you know, like you said, uh, was a, was a place winner last year in AAA and, and splitting with him um, immediately thrusts him into the scene of, you know, a a top notch kid, a, a freshman that. Um, everybody's kind of going to have to keep their eye on here. And it is a nice addition to district three.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely one of the most notable freshmen um, in district three and he's backed it up so far. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go through a couple of the local highlights from King of the mountain. You and I were not there. Um, I caught up the best I could just, you know, obviously with um, some of the local guys, but two of them won titles there. Uh, And I was very impressed by Cole Bartram from Northern uh, he beat the number two and three guys in the state, and pretty handily too. Dylan Bechtold from OJ Roberts, he beat him nine-two in the semifinals, and then number three, Juliano uh, Marion from Franklin Regional, pitched a seven-nothing shutout in the in the finals there at 189 pounds to win it. I got the impression coming out of football, he wasn't in peak condition um, for opening weekend, understandably so but it would seem that he's worked his way to that place. Um, Aaron Seidel from Northern Lebanon won this tournament last year. Not that he burst on the scene necessarily, but it was a revealing thing for him uh, there last year, but he was dominant this time around. He beat the number two, three kid in in double a six, two Dom deputy from chestnut Ridge in the finals, Uh, the highlight and what they say for the last match of the, of the night uh, Pearson Manville from state college beat Dalton Perry, one, nothing in tiebreakers. He beat Maddox Shaw from Thomas Jefferson, who was a third placer in the state as a freshman last year, two nothing in the semis. He also beat Matt Repos from central dolphin in a duel, one, nothing earlier in the week at 145 pounds. So uh, Pearson Manville, the, 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 to me, the takeaway is boy, like he doesn't give anything up. Nothing comes easily against this kid state champ last year, kind of unexpected, wild sequence to beat another state champ he ended up beating two state champs from the previous year uh pin tyler Kasach in the semis um and then the last thing i just wanted to point out cover valley um put six guys on the podium finished 10th in the team race you know that was a really solid showing for for billy chamberlain and those guys
0: yeah I, i i agree and um at a tough tournament, so you know, anytime you're putting six guys on the podium at King of the Mountain, um, and again, you know, we've talked about this, you and I, um, about the depth of Cumberland Valley, um, and, I, and I believe you even mentioned that when you did your Fab Five, um, and and they do, and 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 depth helps so much. You know, in the room, you know, when you have so many different workout partners and 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 guys that can compete, um, in the wrestling room, it just it just makes everybody so much better, bigger, or uh, better. I'm sorry, um, when you have that depth, Manville, um, uh, I think you said it. The the most impressive part is he didn't surrender a point. You know what I mean like that whole week he beat repos uh you know one nothing no no points given up you know the Shaw kid who's a, a bronze medalist no no points given and he and he beats returning state champ Dalton Perry and and doesn't give up any points so when you don't give up points you're extremely difficult to beat right and and uh you know I mean he's a state champ himself and there's no doubt but you know to not surrender a point against any of those guys um is is impressive um as far as Bartram, from, <clears throat> I feel that you know th- this kid is has been a kid that's been on the scene, and um, I feel like the 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 results at King of the Mountain and the the margin of victory in which he won both of those matches is kind of what stood out to me. Um, and and again, a kid I've watched at states the past couple years, and you know, really rooting for from District Three, and uh, just can't just can't seem to. to last year couldn't seem to close in on the big ones and get those big wins to place himself high in the state but I don't see that happening this year I I feel like you know he's a junior now I mean he has two years of experience Um, he's coming off a solid football season Um, you know great athlete and um, I'll tell you what he's gonna be he's gonna be a tough out of the state tournament um, if he's focused and and his head's right and uh, you know and and, and from what I see at King of the Mountain it looks like it is so Um, you know, again, Keystone division wrestler Northern and, um, you know, that guy is, I mean, he's, he's a tough customer.
1: And I, and I think tough customers is, is a good, like he's got just a bulldog mentality on the wrestling mat. Um, not sure. I I think he embraced like year one as a freshman. He, he was cutting some weight. I think he embraced the idea of not, of not cutting, you know, just feel, feeling his best. But you know, there he he rests even at 172 last year. He's 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 shorter than a lot of his competition, but he, uh, you know, he's so relentless and and it's hard. He he's he's as close to unbreakable I feel like as, as you're going to get in rest. Like nobody really is, but especially now, I think I think he's just got he's just so tough minded uh, and that helps him a lot. He's skilled and and all that, so he's definitely he put a lot of people on notice with with this performance um, this past weekend.
0: Yeah, um, you know, yet yesterday after our our you know the Carlisle tournament, and I went out and grabbed a bite to eat with some of my coaches, and we were talking, you know, in in wrestling, you know, what what if if you could have like, you know, areas of of, you know, what you're good at, you know, and I think it's important to be technically sound. I think it's important to be strong. I think it's, a, but man, that that toughness, that mental toughness in wrestling, I think, just outweighs all that. And, um, I feel like he's a kid, like you said, that, you know, mental wise, um, you know, mentally, he just, he's, he's going to be a tough one to, to, to figure out. And, um, you know, when, when you throw that in with his competitiveness, his athleticism and his knowledge of wrestling, um, it just, it just makes a real good wrestler. Um, you know, but that, that toughness is, is so key in this sport. And, um, you know, I, I think he has it. So,
1: yeah, he was a eighth place medalist last year. You get the impression, especially after last weekend, he's he's headed for something better than that as as a junior. Uh, Panther Holiday Classic, Boiling Springs won the team title. There's, it's a pretty heavy um, double A field, but it's a pretty solid field. Um, and for for Boiling Springs, I think they had six guys um, get medals. You had Eli Bounds at one thirty three, won that weight class. Uh, Michael Dugan. Um, he's ranked number six by PA power wrestling in triple a remember they're making the jump up to, to triple a, uh, Zeke Dubler, who was a fourth place state medalist last year. He's ranked number two in AA. these two guys met in the finals and it's one of the more anticipated finals of the tournament. Um, Dugan outlasted him. They, uh, he gave up a reversal, uh, had a restart with about seven seconds left, um, tied six, six, and he reversed Zeke Dubler to, w- to win at eight, six, Um, good. I, you could tell both guys were really, really tired for that final restart, but big credit to Michael Dugan for getting the win, but also saying, you know what? Seven seconds is enough time. I I can, I can do this in seven seconds.
0: And, and I feel like that's one area in high school wrestling you see kids like lacking is, is wrestling the entire time, you know. And, uh, you know, when, when you see guys that are able to to go that whole time and uh, and wrestle every second, it just shows a sense of maturity about them and, and the sport. You know, I mean, they're not giving up. They're not quitting. They're going to wrestle the whole six minutes. And uh, so that, that's good to hear. I am excited. I got to be honest, with Boiling Springs coming up to Triple I think that really adds – Um, a lot into the team the team part of this i think they're going to be a a a tough out triple a wise and be right in that hunt again with with the rest of the teams in triple a um you know and and throwing them even in the individual tournament is going to add um a lot of flavor to the uh to the section there at mechanicsburg high school come february that's already a, a really really tough section so um you know that that's neat to see and um it's going to be interesting to to see how they do individually you know what i mean throughout um you know the postseason here because it is going to be a little different um for them and uh you know not that their guys aren't aren't tough but i think uh you know I, i don't think you're going to see the the volume of guys that they used to get you know maybe move on um but nonetheless a good team and um you know, a team that's going to add a lot to both the team and individual tournament at the end of the year, um, and and you said you know to me earlier, um, you know the place winners at the Panther Classic were you know outside of Dubler were three freshmen and a sophomore, you know so yeah. you know you had, you had Dubler or uh, um, Dugan and Bounds who won it, but then uh, Magnani and Evans and Sheer uh, Longerberger, and um, that's three freshmen and a sophomore um and uh so that shows even future you know they're they're not going to, they're not going anywhere anytime soon so and this this is one
1: area so josh murray well, really said you know I've, I've got a couple freshmen who you need to watch closely and you know you see him at 107 uh 114 127 and then magnani's at 121 that's a young um, lower weights there. And I I mean, a lot of people have young lower weights, but I think the idea of growth is, is one that's important to to follow along with because if those guys are going to use this as a springboard going forward, that's just going to make boiling springs all the more competitive, even in triple a, you know, I did the fab five thing and they were really knocking on the door of being a top five, um, triple a team. And, if these guys continue developing, you know, top four will go on to States. It would not surprise me at all. if Boiling Springs is one of those four that gets an invitation to the state tournament too. I I think they're, they're, they're not far away.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I liked, I, by the way, I liked your fab five. I thought they were, they were pretty, pretty, pretty spot on um, as far as my thinking too, of, of some of the best teams in triple A and uh, I, I would agree with you that their team knocking on the door and I wouldn't be shocked to see them, you know, knock off one of those teams and and step into, you know, a top four spot, um, you know, and uh, again, well coached I, I know, uh, you know, coach Murray uh, was an assistant of mine for for a couple of years at Cummer Valley and uh, he just does a great job and um does a great job dealing with the kids mentally and uh you know what he preaches to them and um, one of the best one of the best he, at that yeah no doubt no doubt and, and some of those coaches know how to do that and he's one of the best at it and uh you know those guys will be mentally ready to go at the end of the year
1: couple other things to touch on and review and then we'll look ahead um uh, beast of the east this was a tournament you know if you could talk to Jeff Swagger from Central Dolphin last year at this time one of the more, I don't want to say disappointing, but it, it was a sobering experience for those guys um, last year going out to Delaware. Uh, and I know it was really, really important, especially to their two hammers, Matt repost and Ryan Garvick to get on the podium here. One did one did not Matt repost really impressive. Uh, he got into the semifinals with three straight technical falls and it was like 16, nothing, 16, one, 16, one total control from him he beat the number eleven guy in the country to get to the finals. He ended up getting second place at one hundred forty-four pounds. But to go from not placing, and I think he went like two and two or something last year, right. uh, to 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 going to getting into the finals and, and and finishing second, really good for him. Ryan Garvik uh, was down at one fifty-seven. Uh, lost in the blood round. Better performance by him, but still not quite what he wanted. I thought Liam Flanagan from Central Dolphin um, was very, very competitive against a good field. So all in all, Central Dolphin, you know, much better showing out there than than last year. Also, um, Chambersburg was there, and Zach Evans um, was on the podium. I think he finished eighth at at 215 pounds, but that is a brutal uh, field. And, uh, you know, I thought I thought our locals, you know, kind of, they they held their
0: own in that field. That is a brutal field. You know, I mean, you, you go in there and there, there could be, you know, 30, 40 guys in your weight class and some of the best guys in the country. And, you know, you could meet a guy first round, second round that's top notch. And, uh, you know, I know Repost didn't have the tournament there last year that he, he wanted. But here's the deal, you know, even on the Garvik end, like he didn't have the tournament this year. At the end of the year, when you medal at States, you're not going to look back and be concerned about how you did at Beast, right? Like, you know, that's what it's for. It's to prepare you for the end of the year. Jeff knows what he's doing. They've been going to that tournament for many years, and uh, it's going to benefit those guys tremendously to see that competition.
1: Uh, looking ahead to the week, we're we're going to have that holiday break coming up uh, before we give way. Next week, you and I will talk about Trojan Wars and Powerade and all, all the big stuff coming up um, to end December. Um, couple highlights this week, as I mentioned before, you're going to see lower dolphin at home on Wednesday. Also that night, Northern Lebanon, Bermudian Springs. Um, I like that these two teams are, are wrestling each other pretty consistently. Now, uh, Trinity goes to Bishop McDevitt on Thursday. It's actually a, a big, a big day, um, in general, uh, for, for locals, um, Shippensburg, uh, at boiling Springs. And you've also got Uh, And I mentioned that one because Michael Dugan and Don Frontino could wrestle at 160 pounds. Hopefully the coaches come together and make that one happen. And then you've also got um, Gettysburg central dolphin, which that's a budding little rivalry too, considering, you know, the the way that they've met in the district finals over the past few years Uh, coming Valley Chambersburg too. So we're going to, we're going to get a lot more Intel on what's going on in the mid Penn Commonwealth division uh, on Thursday night. And then Trinity McDevitt. I mean, I don't know that anybody's really going to give McDevitt a duel, but I think Trinity is one of the, is on a pretty short list that that can make it
0: interesting. I would say McDevitt could possibly be the best team in the district, triple or double A. Either way. Yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, Trinity, I, I, again, another team I was, I was impressed with this weekend. I thought their guys really wrestled hard and um, you know, I think Trinity can get some wins against McDevitt, but thoroughly just not, just doesn't, I'm not going to have enough Um, Shippensburg boiling Springs with Dugan and Frontino, make it happen. Give the fans what they want. (laughs) Yeah,
1: please. I, I, you know, both, both of those guys have come such a long way and Dom Frontino, you know, we talked about this last year, you know, the, the lost off season for you uh, for, I mean, for everybody, the COVID year, but Dom Frontino also lost an entire off season before last year. Didn't, start, um, really practicing until December and he finished, he finished on the state podium. So now he had a great off season, busy off season and grew a lot and he's in shape and all that stuff. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he can do now that he's not at a competitive disadvantage.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, um, you know, those two, both, both top notch guys, I mean, Gettysburg at central dolphin, again, even Chambersburg, Cumberland Valley, both of those matches, I could, could go either way. I, I, I don't know, you know, I didn't look at the matchups as far as Gettysburg and central dolphin, but central dolphin better be ready to wrestle six minutes um, at each, at each bout. You know, I think uh, central dolphin has some more firepower um, as far as star studded, you know, firepower on their side, but uh, man, Gettysburg will test you, and uh, you know it was neat. I, I was having a conversation with Chris down at at uh, Carlisle about wrestling in the Commonwealth, and you know they lost to the Cumberland Valley, uh, you know, a week and a half ago or whatever. And he said everybody Gettysburg was, I mean, we lost, we lost, and you know his his message to me was like, look, I. I'll take those losses in the Commonwealth. Like, you know, it's good competition for our guys and that's not going to, you No, know, we're not going to, we're not going to go undefeated every year in the Commonwealth. It's just, it's not going to happen, but you know, our guys will definitely benefit from it. And, uh, it was good to see him kind of take that, that approach to, you know, the whole deal and, um, you know, Cumberland Valley, Chambersburg, that's going to be another good one. I, I, I just find it difficult, um, to go against Cumberland Valley, knowing the depth that they have. And, uh, You know, Chambersburg, though, they have some good guys. So it'll come down to some matchups. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, all four of those teams are are top, top teams. So good, good little um, to cap the week before
1: the holiday break goes. That's right. Dave Hecker, the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast is back. um, And and I think that's reassuring to a number of people who have approached you about (laughs) that. We'll be back next week to talk about these and to look ahead to the post holiday and whatever else comes up. So we'll definitely see you next time here on the Pen Live Wrestling podcast.